going on everybody I don't know you know I have conversations every once in a while and I just figured out come up and do a quick video I think set 30 is uh, a big deal hey how's it going everybody um you know, I just want to do a quick video uh, as uh, one thing I, I feel that is uh, under, I guess, underappreciated, underacknowledged about Stellar is its ease of use. Uh, it's, a, it's, a very, um, it's a very neat protocol that really allows, um, you know, you to be as, as uh, detailed as you want, but it's also designed to be very user-friendly and easy for um, you know, for the novice out there. And I, I think that with, um, that with crypto in general, um, you want to make sure that, um, you know, you, you really want to make sure that you have the ability to, um, really reach the masses. And I think that this is something that Stellar does very well. Um, wanted to bring up something here. Um, this is actually uh, something that's called SEP30. And want to just go ahead and read this um, real quick. So over here on SEP30, let's start from the top. It says, for those unfamiliar, Stellar Ecosystem Proposals, SEP for short, are open specifications that define best practices for building products and services on Stellar. There are all kinds of SEPs. And they relate to all kinds of use cases, but generally they explain how projects building on Stellar set up infrastructure external of the network, including APIs to maximize interoperability and other participants. So SEP30 defines an approach focused on making key management and specifically loss prevention as user-friendly as possible. It's designed to work without recovery phases, 
prevent a third party from controlling a user's account and ensure a user doesn't need to remember a password. Um, that is really, really important. Um, as we try to go mainstream and you hear about the MoneyGram and other ways, you want to really ensure that users are able to easily um, adopt and add in to, uh, to Stellar without much friction. I actually want to show you a, a clip um, and I'm going to post a link to uh, the full YouTube um, video so that way you're able to you know kind of see it and, and, and bring it on yourself but want to show a clip of how this works um, just so you can share this and, and get familiarized to a really neat advancement that Stellar provides. SEP30 specifically defines an interface that sits between wallets and account recovery servers. It's an approach to key management that's focus is on making the user experience of a wallet as user-friendly as possible and more akin to traditional consumer financial applications that non-crypto users are familiar with. Its goal is to give the user the option of giving up some of that responsibility without giving any single entity control of the account. So a wallet that implements SEP30 does many of the same things that other wallets do, but instead of backing up the master key, it helps the user to get a new key when they need it. It prevents the user from losing their account and not their key. The user's Stellar account doesn't change, its address stays the same, but the user's signing key changes. So SEP30 defines an API that a server implements and that a client consumes. That API includes two endpoints, one to register accounts and another to request signatures for transactions for that account. A wallet uses that first endpoint to register an account with the server. In the request, the wallet tells the server what identities are allowed to request signatures for the account. Those identities can be anything from things like an email address or a phone number, login with some other provider, uh, or maybe it's verification of a postal address, passport number, driver's license number, or some sort of national identity document. The wallet authenticates using SEPTEN which is a Stellar ecosystem proposal that defines an authentication flow that allows a wallet to prove to a server that it is in possession of an account. It's in possession of keys that can sign for an account. This way, the server knows through step 10 that the client should be able to choose who can sign transactions for the wallet. In the response, the wallet gets back a signing address that the server is going to use to sign transactions for that account and the wallet can make that, that signing address a signer of the account that it manages. The second endpoint is transaction signing. A wallet calls this endpoint with a transaction that it wants the server to sign. It'll do this when it's lost its key and it needs the server to sign a transaction for it. The wallet authenticates using an identity provided during registration. Once the server confirms the identity is registered with the account, the server will sign the transaction and return the signature to the wallet. So SEP30 is currently being used in one wallet, and that's the Vibrant wallet, which is a non-custodial wallet designed to help users protect themselves from depreciating assets and high inflation. It supports deposits and withdrawals with anchors, stores value on the Stellar network, and it uses SEP30 for account recovery with an independent third-party lobster. The Vibrant wallet presents a user experience designed for the end user. You log in with a phone number, you don't need a password, and you're not required to back up your key, although it does give you that option. Let's have a look.
Now, now that is important. I mean, you can, I mean, this is what the average person used to. Yes, in our world, you know, we are, you know, it's all about your key and protecting your key and all those different things and, and secret keys and blah, 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 blah. Nobody outside of our world really cares about that. They want something simple. They put their money into uh, an app and they want a peace of mind that they can access it. Now, it's important to note, however, that uh, you do have the option of utilizing your secret key. You still have the ability. It's also very important to note that even though you're using the SEP30, no single entity has full control um, of your account. So uh, shout out to Lee, by the way. Everybody look at Lee. He is like cooler than the other side of the pillow, man. He's just like smooth delivery. Uh, yeah, shout out to Lee. Awesome, awesome guy breaking everything down for us. So uh, let's just continue with the video. Look at an example of how Vibrant implements SEP30 which will show us how well it could use SEP30, um, the two SEP30 endpoints to support account recovery. We're gonna walk through the flow of onboarding a new user, and then we'll have a look at what happens if they lose their phone. So the user experience for onboarding in Vibrant is much like the flow of other end user applications. The user is asked for their phone number and an email address, which will be used as their login credentials. They verify both by entering a code and clicking a link. The app uses the phone number and the email address to register the account with those two independently operated servers that implement SEP30. One's operated by Vibrant, the other by Lobster. The user is also asked for a couple of things like their name and the username, but really that's it, they're in the app. Everything is set up at this point for them to be able to recover. Let's have that's crazy. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. I mean, you see, guys, how very easy this was. Once again, all the work is being done behind uh, the scenes, but up front, the user is having a very uh, normal, as far as they're concerned, experience with the app. This is what they're used to, let's say, with Cash App, PayPal, Venmo, Zelly, whatever you want to call it, right? With actually more security and more openness. So. Let's continue again. We'll look behind the scenes at what the wallet had to do to prepare the user for account recovery. In these diagrams, our user is going to be Sophia. When Sophia creates an account with the wallet, the app on her phone generates a master key and that the wallet server creates the account associated with that master key. The master key will be one of those big S secret keys that we looked at at the beginning of the talk and is the red key in the diagram. Like all accounts on the Stellar network, when first created, that master key uh, has one signer with a weight of one and the threshold for signing is one. The app on her device doesn't give this key to anyone. It never leaves her device. Sophia's wallet also generates a second key that we'll call the device key. It's a key that is only for this device to use to sign transactions. In the same way that the master key doesn't leave the device, the device key doesn't leave the device either. Sophia's wallet submits a transaction to the network, making that device key a signer of the account and removing the master key as a signer. The wallet also ups the threshold required to sign transactions to 20 and makes the weight of the device key 20 as well and the weight of the master key zero. So the master key here now has no control over the account. The wallet then goes on to register the account with two recovery servers. 
Each server has their own key that they generate themselves. Each server is operated independently by different entities. So for Vibrant, we've got Recovery 1, operated by Vibrant, Recovery 2, independently operated by Lobster. The wallet proves to each server independently that it has authority over the account with that SEP10 authentication flow and tells the two recovery servers that anyone who can prove possession of the user's phone number or email should be allowed to request transactions to be signed. The wallet submits a transaction to the network, adding both of those servers as signers on the account. The wallet sets the weight of their signatures so that neither server has independent control of the account. Both servers have weights of 10 and must both sign a transaction to meet the threshold. Each recovery server will be able to sign a transaction at the request of the user, but the transaction is only going to be authorized if signed by both servers. The only individual with independent control of the account is Sophia. So let's walk through the recovery process. And that's important right there. The Sophia still is the only person that has full control of her account. Very important. Let's imagine that Sophia has lost her phone and she's got a new phone. She opens the app. She enters her email address. She verifies her email address by clicking a link that's emailed to her. She then verifies her identity with a second recovery partner in the case of Vibrant, this is Lobster. Lobster verifies independently with a second verification email. And that's it. Once verification is complete, each recovery server signs a transaction and once they've both signed, Sophia's device has control of the account. Now, how many people do you know are petrified of putting any money into crypto, blockchain products, period, because they're generally afraid that they could just instantly forget a piece of paper, lose a piece of paper, and they lose all access to their funds. You hear that all the time. In fact, you hear governments even talk about that. And when they're looking at the adoption of crypto um, in, in a large scale, they're afraid that it's going to be a, a crisis when they got to deal with, with folks that are complaining about losing their money and losing their life savings simply because um, a piece of paper got burnt in fire. Uh, this uh, system really helps in protecting that. And once again, it doesn't take away control of the account or, or put uh, your secret keys in the hand of uh, one entity. So uh, the very important uh, development. So let's look behind the scenes again to see what the wallet did to recover the account. Starting from the top, the grayed out phone with the green key is her lost phone that still has a device key on it. Her new phone is in the middle and has no key for the account. Sophia's new phone is going to go through that process of collecting and verifying Sophia's identity. It generates a device key and signs into the wallet. Sophia is signed in, but the new device key is not a signer of a seller account. So her device cannot authorize transactions yet, even though it's signed into the product. The wallet app talks to the first recovery server and ask the server to sign a transaction that makes her new device key a signer on the account. Sophia then continues recovery with the second recovery server. Sophia authenticates with recovery two independently because the server is operated independently. Once authenticated, the server signs the transaction and returns the signature to the wallet. 
The transaction is now authorized with a weight of 20 and it's submitted to the network. The transaction removes the old signing key that was lost on Sophia's previous phone so that if somebody finds it, they can't do anything with it and adds that new signing key that lives on Sophia's new phone. Sophia is now back in control of her Stellar account. And the steps that Sophia followed and the experience that Sophia encountered are similar to other end user applications. The experience the application creates doesn't bleed into Sophia's life in the form of codes or keys to protect or lose that are a single point of failure. Vibrant is really just one example of how to implement SEP30. And if you're implementing SEP30, you can choose to give the user more or less responsibility for key management. And I think this is important is once again, uh, I mean, constantly reiterating this, it's just the, the flexibility of control that you can really give to your consumer that, I mean, I'm only seeing this on Stellar, it's awesome. SEP30 doesn't require the user to write the key down, store it securely, find it or lose it, protect it from natural disasters, or protect it from thieves, or trust a single third party who has sole control of the account. Instead, SEP30 gives a product developer options and flexibility to choose the responsibilities that make the most sense for their users. Yeah, I think SEP30 is definitely something that's uh, that's overlooked. It's strong. It's great. It's And you can actually play with it right now. You can go to the App Store, download the Vibrant app, and, you know, take a, a test drive yourself. Um, share it with your friends and family. Share it with the person who you feel is the least tech savvy of them all and have them try it out for themselves and, and see what they think. Because I know I have, you know, and, and it's it's made a huge difference. Um, SEP30 is something that uh, I think that we'll see a lot uh, more integration of uh, moving forward in the, in the coming years. And I think it's going to, you know, show a pivotal role in the mass adoption of the Stellar uh, network as a whole. So uh, I hope that this was helpful. Um, just a little quick video, about what, 15 minutes. Uh, definitely plan to do some more of these uh, in the very near future. So hope you guys are doing well. I'll see you soon.